Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're well. And if not, at least you are here. So, God, I feel like I'm starting to get into the rhythm of recording my podcast again because I am just about to finish up certification with the Life Coach School. Oh my God, it has been an absolute journey. <laughs> I have loved it so much. And I cannot believe that it's it's my final week. Final week of classes is happening. I am so excited to just share everything that I've learned with you all and just like I feel like my coaching has been taken deeper and I'm so so thrilled and honored to be able to just give that to you guys so there's my little spiel there but let's get into today's episode and I think this flows on really well from the hormones episode that just got released today I really wanted to elaborate on the good old stress response (laughs) which comes from our limbic system. So look, I talk about the limbic system a lot, but I really wanted to do an episode so you can understand the impact that our brains have on our bodily functions in reactions to what we interpret as stress and how by understanding it in our brain, we gain so much power. Here's the thing, if you can understand the relationship and interconnectedness of your brain and impact on stress, you can learn how to manage it, process it, work with it, allow it, and even control it. So here's the thing, we're going to get a little bit sciencey, but bear with me. I will be talking about it in super duper simple terms. You might be thinking, what's the point in knowing some of the sciencey bits around this? I think this is so crucial and what sometimes gets missed out. For me, when I was learning and understanding life coaching and the concept, because of my psychology background and obsession with like the brain and how it works, I was really very quickly able to basically be like, oh, I get it. We're kind of like we're wired this way. That's not to say we can't change, but there are reasons, real underlying reasons why you have a complete meltdown over what you objectively see as something simple like a stern email from your boss. Once you have that awareness and and like understanding that gives you so much power, you can take the power back. You do not feel like you're helpless to your body or your stress response. I think there's definitely a quote out there where it's like, you know, awareness or knowledge is power, right? It's kind of like this knowledge, awareness, understanding your brain is power. And then through thought work, you can learn how to ultimately manage your stress response through your thoughts. Okay, so let's get into it. So the limbic system, it is considered to be the oldest part of the brain and we share it with all animals and it aids in emotion and behavior. It has a variety of structures, and all those structures work together doing various jobs, with its biggest and ultimate goal being to keep you alive. 
It developed in a time where we literally lived in caves with little food. There were famines. We lived in tribes. We could die from the wild. That is what we're working with and we have kept to today. Now, I'm not going to go into every single structure. However, I am going to go into the key ones. So we have something called the hypothalamus. This is concerned with balance and homeostasis. For example, keeping you regulated at a set point. Is it cold? Okay, we need to warm you up. It also regulates hunger, response to pain, breathing, and a level of arousal. Then we have something called the hippocampus. That deals with memories. It takes short-term and creates it into long-term memory. People who have damage to this area actually have trouble building memories. We also have something called the amygdala. This is considered the most vital part of the limbic system. It attaches emotions to memories. Very, very important for the automation of our fight or flight response, which is developed in order to handle threats in the wild. So why does this all matter? Basically, the limbic system was evolved to literally motivate us to do shit and survive. It impacts your mood. It will react to your perception of the environment, such as thoughts, and kick you into gear to keep you alive. It will do what it has been programmed to do for thousands of years. If we put this all together, let's think about it. The hypothalamus will kick you into gear if you're threatened. It's controlling automatic functions like breathing, heartbeat, sweating, getting you ready if you need to run away. The hippocampus knows exactly what actions we need to take based on our mood and what we've done before. For example, if we felt fear, maybe what worked for us was we hid in a cave and we were safe and the bear didn't come back to get us. And our amygdala is literally so important. And it has been, uh, evidence has popped up showing that it really affects trauma because it's attaching emotional signals to memories. This is so we remember that that spot by the lake is where the bear tried to eat us. That's where we got attacked. Then when maybe you come back to that spot, that emotion flares up. It's that, hey, remember, we got attacked over there. This is why if you've ever gone through something that you've thought was relatively traumatic, say at like work or school, and even just thinking about it or passing the place, you felt sick. That is your amygdala reminding you, hey, that's a place where danger was, where I felt all these emotions. Don't go near it. And it's so interesting. People who have this removed don't actually, either they don't experience fear or the opposite happens and they're hyper aware. Super interesting. And I could write 20 episodes on the rest of the brain and its interactions. But look, these are really the key ones. And the reason I've gone into detail about this is that they are all talking to each other to keep you alive. And yes, we are interpreting the world through our typical five senses, but we're also interpreting it from our thoughts. If you think something is dangerous or scary, your limbic system is going to do what it's been programmed to do and get you out of that threatening situation. 
This is why I say all the time, our brains weren't really made for the 21st century, specifically our limbic system. Think of it like a movie where a person goes back in time and they take a, like, a caveman or woman into the future and the caveman's like freaking out. It's like, what is going on? That is sometimes what our limbic system is doing. If you are thinking, oh my God, this is super stressful, you know, like I'm going to get roused on by my boss, your brain is interpreting that as a threat and it's just going to kick into gear doesn't realize that you're not actually going to literally die. <laughs> the boss is not, like you might think the boss is like a bear trying to attack you <laughs> on some metaphoric level, but no, that isn't actually going to happen. You're not going to die. I always say this. It's so interesting now. We can live by ourselves pretty isolated. As in technology has advanced so much. It's not like if I'm exiled from the tribe, It's like, well, I can, you know, still go down to the shops and get food. Having this knowledge and understanding of the limbic system and your stress response and how it works gives you so much power. (laughs) I'm going to keep saying that during this whole episode because when you feel like shit and you're wondering why you're overstressed, but you objectively know, i.e. your prefrontal cortex knows everything is fine, it is because your limbic system is running around on the streets, freaking the fuck out. And knowing this is so helpful, because sometimes you feel like an idiot. (laughs) You're like, why am I stressing over work when I know it's okay? I'm safe, I have a roof over my head, I have my kids, my family, my health. It's like... The way I view this is take a little bit of the pressure off. It's literally your body's natural response to what you think is stressful. And then you're applying judgment on top of that. That just escalates all your emotion. I always say this. If you're a client of mine, you'll hear this eventually. I say humans love to have all these thoughts about circumstances, but what we love to do at the very end of it is we love to add a cherry on top. And the cherry on top is (laughs) self-judgment. And that is what you do when you're sitting there stressing out, like stressing about stressing almost. You're just applying extra judgment onto something that is relatively natural. Your body thinks you're in a dangerous situation, so it's going to try and get you out of that dangerous situation. I also want to talk a little bit about the prefrontal cortex. This evolved a little bit later, in hum- like in human evolution and history, and it is responsible for cognition, planning, decision-making, controlling expression, moderating expression, and personality. What has been found is that damage to the prefrontal cortex, it is possible to lose some of these functions. And we have found throughout history and study that people could be more aggressive, impulse control is reduced, and immediate gratification is sought after more often. Now, different parts of the brain are always talking to each other. So a good example might be, and this is a really basic one, but maybe someone cuts you off at a road and you get really, really angry and your your first thought might be like, God, I want to punch them. But your prefrontal cortex is like, well, if we punch them, here are the consequences of this, such as going to jail. So what's happening is our brain is, you know, different parts of the brain are all talking to each other. So what's interesting is that we also know that certain substances such as alcohol 
dull down the prefrontal cortex. I think we would all know this as I have made some pretty silly decisions when I was a little bit drunk and my prefrontal cortex was kind of like, no, don't do that. And I thought it might be a great idea to jump on the table at a bar and start table dancing in high heels and hit my head on a television. I probably would not have done that decision (laughs) if I was not under the influence of alcohol, if I was using my prefrontal cortex. And another thing that also affects and dulls down and dampens our prefrontal cortex is stress. Why? Because your limbic system, your stress response is activating. That is taking over control now. It needs to get you out of danger. Here is the issue that doesn't work for the 21st century. You need to be using your prefrontal cortex. If you're half the time for nearly all our jobs, we're using a prefrontal cortex to organize and make decisions and plan. It is harder to do that when you're in a stressed state. And I say to you, how many times have you come to the end of the week feeling, and I'm using work as an example here, but you're feeling really stressed about something. Um, And then you've kind of let it go. You're like, it's a weekend, whatever. And then you come back and you're like, why was I even stressing about that thing at work? That has happened to me so many times. And it's because I've had that reset. I've had that break. And then I've come back now using my prefrontal cortex. And what I was thinking before was like super stressful. I'm like, actually, all we need to do is ABC and it's done. But when you're in that mental state, when my limbic system is activated and the stress response is firing, it's the prefrontal cortex is dampened. I'm not using that as much. And then I'm getting more stressed as because the thing that I'm trying to figure out isn't getting figured out. And it's just, it's a continuous cycle. So what does this all mean? It means we can now manage the shit that we do when we're stressed. Because here's the thing, we need to be parents of our limbic system. We need to teach it how to calm down. And likely no one has ever taught you how to do that. And that's why I assume you're here to learn how to do this, to learn how to manage your mind and your emotions. Now, you might also be thinking, wait a minute, if these are automatic functions that just happen in my body, do I really have control over them? Yes and no. Remember, we inter- yes, we interpret through our five senses, but we also interpret the world through our thoughts. When we have a thought, it leads to an emotion, which leads to an action and a result. So if you have a thought that is stressful and the limbic system thinks you are in danger, it will get to work. Then on top of that, you may have thoughts about the physical sensations and the anxiety that you're getting in your body. And then again, it's just a cycle and it continues to repeat. One example I also give is if I told you, if a doctor said to you, okay, your heart rate is going to increase at 12 p.m. for an hour for three months. Do not worry about it. You're not like, it's fine. You're not going to die. Would you give it any thought? Would you be freaking out about it? Would you be thinking something's going wrong? Or say when you get a headache, are you like, oh my God, I'm dying. Or are you like, ow, it hurts. And then you just kind of, you know, maybe you take Panadol or you move on. You also might be thinking if I know, as in my prefrontal cortex knows it's not stressful, why doesn't my limbic system? The way I like to explain it is that the communication between our prefrontal cortex and our limbic system is a little bit off. It's not an exact direct connection. 
Think of the prefrontal cortex, like the person in the movies that's from the future 21st century and the limbic system is like the caveman. They're trying to communicate and it's just a little bit challenging. It's the same here. Your limbic system doesn't recognize what is actually a threat or not. That's more your prefrontal cortex. It's just determined, like it will fire based off what you are interpreting as stressful. Which makes sense because threats in the caveman days were always, like they were always changing. Like if the limbic system was programmed to fear bears, we would just die. (laughs) Because there are also like lions and tigers and other things trying to kill us. They all operate differently. Like how can it adapt without your input and insight, without your perception, your thoughts also coming into being? And that is ultimately... This is how and where we tame our stress response. The power lies in our thoughts. We use our prefrontal cortex to do thought downloads, create models, look at how your thoughts impact your feelings, actions, and results. And then we look at how we want to act, what we want, what do we want to think, how do we want to feel? And then we practice that new thought. And for me, this is so important. You do the A-line in your intentional model, even if it's scary. Because when you do and you are practicing a new thought, you are proving to your limbic system you didn't die. And you're practicing this new thought. You've done a quantum leap in your belief and brain power. You've literally created evidence for your brain to believe the new thought. Over time, your limbic system is going to calm down. And that email from your boss is not going to be as frightening anymore. Plus, when we sit with the emotions that come up, by doing this, you are saying to your limbic system, I hear you. It is okay. We are not dying. It's like it it feels almost validated and we can process that emotion. It's a bit of a sciencey ep, this one. Just a tiny bit, not super sciencey. But I found when I was able to, like in psych, when I learned psychology, I knew this, but I never actually connected the dots until I was learning about life coaching. And it was once I was able to connect those dots that I just found this so powerful. I never stress out when I'm stressed. As in, I never judge myself when I'm stressed. Because I know that it's just because of my thoughts and that's okay. Do you know how much pressure that took off when I just learned that? And then I allow it to be there. I process it. I sit with it. It, Yeah, it's challenging sometimes, but you just go through it. I told myself that, you know what, I can still do a good job even when I'm feeling this way. And I practiced my own thought, which is, Like my survival, it's not at risk. My survival literally, like I'm not going to die. What I'm saying sounds so simple, but it is truly the key to taming your stress response. But having this especially, having this awareness of just your brain and how it impacts and how it all works together, that is the key because I say this to everyone, you've got to take that layer of self-judgment off. You can't be judging yourself when you're freaking out about something. That's just adding more fuel to the fire. So 
take a step back, allow the emotions to be there, sit with them. Know that when you are freaking out over the minor of things, that your limbic system is doing what it is programmed to do. And if you want help to take this work deeper, then come have a chat with me. I've done this for myself and I am living a much more emotionally balanced life. And I want to show you how to do that as well. Anyway, take care. I will see you next week. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge. How to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.